0: Take two middle-aged men who happen to be cousins and share a common codependency on movies. Put them in a room and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? An existential exposition of cinematic synergy we call The Finleys on Film. Evening, Mr. Finley. Hey, Mr. Finley, how are you? I'm a little tired, how are you? Uh, I'm a little tired myself, but I'm kind of feeling bubbly and exuberant right now. It's just the the (laughs) fucking vim and the vigor just
1: coursing through my veins. This episode's going to be like, uh, just before junior high. What does that mean? Elementary, my dear Tom. (laughs) Elementary. (laughs) Oh, Watson. (laughs) You you (laughs) scamp, you, sir. You know, I never, of course, talking about Sherlock Holmes and... This episode is dedicated to some early Sherlock Holmes variations, right? Uh Uh-huh. Now, Now, I'm going to... As well as kind of one of the classics, really. Uh, Yeah, okay, right, fair enough. I'm going to defer to you a lot on this because, uh, truth be known, it was my wedding uh, coming up on three years ago... Hmm that um, I first started reading Sherlock Holmes. And let me be more specific that my wife and I plotting we, murders. We're <laughs> 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 looking for some ideas, honey. Go yeah. on. My wife and I each this is our second marriage, so we, we decided <laughs> it's just silly to register for, you know, China and bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And we can we can get our own stuff. Thank you. But what we did is we registered at Powell's bookstore online through Portland. Nice. And just this everyone of b- made a a master list of books we'd never mm-hmm. read. And so I, I got the the thick, you know, volume one of Sherlock Holmes and spent several months after you know that wedding day reading Sherlock Holmes. Still, there are some of the stories I kind of forget, and so what Mm. I guess I'm getting at is I came to it late, right? And um, I like it, but I'm no Sherlock Holmes expert, and I think that's um, important to some people, and I can see how it is even to me as a viewer here because um, like the the adaptation of Sherlock Holmes (laughs) is like. I mean, I guess it's really important to some people. It's merely interesting to me. Right. Like, you, you have a different history with Sherlock Holmes, yeah? Well, I mean, I, I read a
0: lot of Sherlock Holmes when I was a kid, like in uh, like junior high school. That time period, junior yeah. high school, early high school. Yeah, I read a bunch of Sherlock Holmes. The thing with the thing with Sherlock Holmes that's interesting is not a lot of it sticks with you. I mean, you, you remember the uh, the yeah. elements of his personality, uh-huh. and I remember the Hound of the Baskerville. That was yeah. that was always like that was pretty that's pretty much the best Sherlock Holmes uh, book that I can think of.
1: Uh, but some of the other ones are pretty genuinely forgettable. Well, one of the problems, I mean, yeah, they, they might be sort of forgettable, but also one of the issues is that they're so, um, I would say scattered almost. Right. Not even complex, they're scattered, but when you read them, it's it's like delightful that they're scattered. Mm-hmm. But when you try to sort of remember them, it's not so delightful. And I would say the same thing probably for most people trying to figure out how do I create an adaptation for film Right. regarding right. this, right?
0: Yeah, I know, absolutely. I mean, because, well, first off, like you know, first off, but there's no serial nature. I mean, there's not a lot of the, the actual true serial nature to Sherlock Holmes. Right. Like the, like the like the episodes take place months or even years apart from each other and reference other ones that may, that maybe were more obscure. Maybe were actually obscure stories that Arthur Conan Doyle wrote at the time. Or non-stories. you don't see. Right. He or just or just, of... he just made up stories about Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> well, that's the sort of and like. That, fact
1: that, that that's the kind of thing he was free to do. It's so, one yeah. of the values of Watson, right? His right-hand man is this sort right. of like, oh, Holmes, this reminds me of, you know, some, <laughs> you know, it's like early family guy sort of. Right, right. right. Right,
0: right. in A book ending, and and like except for like Sherlock Holmes is the only truly realized character in the book, and 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 physically he's realized uh, he's you know his skills with the mind and, and his his physical abilities. Those are all really heavily cataloged. Yeah, John Watson is really sort of the blank slate. Yeah, he's a character you can read a lot of things into.
1: Well, he's a, he's a foil in a way. I mean, you have Moriarty, who's the the, the enemy, the, the enemy, enemy the, the, but, the nemesis. But Watson's a foil to 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 um, Holmes in the sense that Holmes is just sort of like. Eccentric cocaine addict, violin playing <laughs> logical guy. Right, and Watson is sometimes a little dopey, although not necessarily in mm-hmm. in literature in the literature form. He's smarter than he he is oftentimes in film. Yeah, yeah, But but he's also sort of there to sort of be taught something. Right, right?
0: they're they're there to be the basically the st- the stand in for the audience. Yeah,
1: you know, he stands in for them to, to learn
0: the lesson to to be in awe of of this guy's abilities because Watson is very is, very, is played off as. Not stupid by any
1: stretch, but no. But, but smart, but normal smart. But also, look—he's like a, a doctor. He's he, a doctor. Smart. He served like in India and Afghanistan yeah. in the military at a certain. Sort so he's of a, a man of action as well. He's a military yeah. man. He's got
0: that training, so he can bring the violence when Holmes yeah. needs it as well.
1: And one of the things that kind of surprised me when I when I was reading um, the Sherlock Holmes, like there's little there's novellas versus the short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, is is a sort of variety I didn't think would be there, only knowing like some of the films and some of the sort of reputation of Sherlock Holmes, as if he were a historical figure. Right. Um, and that's that, uh, like I mean, it's stories about like um, the American West and like Mormons and Utah and and things like that that were totally unexpected to me when, right. when I read them. So I, I, it, you know, this thinking about this episode and watching these films made me think about going back and. And reading, you know, rereading some of those stories. It would be cool to go actually go back and do that. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll, so I think this leads into the. I mean, I'm, I, I am willing hundred percent to be corrected by you because I think you're you're the authority regarding the literature on this stuff. But, but we, we start with 1922's Sherlock Holmes, which right. is a silent Sherlock Holmes. It's not the very first. There'd been some. I think as early as the teens, right? Right. Um, but this is starring John Barrymore. yep, um it's you know, full length, an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. it's just called Sherlock Holmes. now, as far as I could tell, it seems like it's based on the short story a scandal in Bohemia, right, but only sort of <laughs> only sort of yeah, yeah yeah yeah, it actually gets a little bit hard to follow at some point it does it, it does. really does,
0: but uh, yeah, it's interesting. it's like it's like it's weird because it's like a Holmes sh- like what do you call it, like an origin story almost. This is like yes. the introduction of the two yeah. occurs in you know, during the
1: course of this film as well. Well this is also one of the things I noticed right away is is it's nineteen twenty two, not like two thousand eighteen in that they don't leave anything open to like expanding it. It's like let's do everything we can do with John Barrymore in a production <laughs> of Sherlock Holmes, so that we understand who who Holmes is. Right. Cobble together like a couple of stories along with Scandal of Bohemia, mm-hmm. and then add some Hollywood things that the story is missing on the printed page.
0: Right. And of course, let's put John Barrymore in there, so the ladies can go home and slap the bean later because you know. <laughs> <laughs> I say what well, the say well, the, the sexiest <laughs> man of that time. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like one of the <laughs> the things i do like about um this this version and there mm-hmm. are several things i i'm i kind of don't like but one of the things i like is is how good john barrymore is i mean he is a yeah. striking looking man yeah, yeah yeah, but he but he, he actually he, legitimately is an actor for sure for sure and yeah. he does so much with his his face and his his um his sort of you know his actions um but also like he gives the authority like, you know, I mean, they have these sort of title cards, yep. but, you know, sometimes you don't even need the title cards. You yeah, know, he yeah, he yeah. gives the authority to, to the Sherlock Holmes, as I understand Sherlock Holmes, which is to say, Sherlock Holmes, um, certainly charming. Yeah. Um, but also kind of an asshole, kind of a dick, and you know, um, a man of intellect, mm-hmm. but sometimes a man of action, right? And you know, so he he, so he balances. He's a out man of, all of intellect, who was
0: like a profe- like a like a semi pro boxer and a fencer at the same time. Marcus of Queensbury rules, I'm sure.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's it's mm-hmm. sort of like um, reading Sherlock Holmes reminds you to be a little more Renaissance. <laughs> well, I guess Sherlock Holmes is the original Joe Rogan. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me try to make Whoa. this connection. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Please. Well, because Joe Rogan, we were talking about this recently. See the outline that, of it. Keep like going. dude bro science, which is to say um, it's not harmful. It's just not always accurate, right? So right. you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, and you walk away, like, with several quote-unquote facts you think you know. Right. And you just start following them until someone <laughs> finally goes... Mm, you're half right <laughs> but the other part isn't right and like no harm no foul right. It's he's an autodidact like Joe Rogan wants to be an autodidact or wants you to be one and Sherlock Holmes certainly is one right, right. he uses himself violin mm-hmm. he teaches himself chemistry right he's
0: always in the process of learning something new in almost every
1: story and of course that's one of the, the sort of like yeah. uh, like the way they, they cement the characterization through right. John Barrymore is, is they show a list of, of like a checklist of chemistry yes, 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 yes. I'm, was I'm, like... I'm really good at this I'm somewhat good <laughs> at, this. Good at this. this I suck terribly at, at Geography, being, at unnecessary. People, not good at that. Yeah, yeah, people
0: for sure, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: so, so, so the premise. Well,
0: just also let's just back up really quickly because also keep in mind this is like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's like image of. Like the great Renaissance man, like the guy, the you know, the man to come, the man of the future, the man of like of, of pure science and reason. Right. That everybody like that turn of the century Europe was like had a huge boner for this concept, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could see little bits of like uh, Nietzsche or you know, like Nietzsche and philosophy and the way this this character is is sort of is, is, the way he is, right? Oh yeah. People aren't people aren't important. Being smart and right is important, that kind of thing. And so that's the kind of character he is. He's a tool, basically. <laughs> well, I mean, a brilliant, brilliant tool.
1: But it's also Sort of one of the things I noticed about the short story about from which this is loosely sort of adapted, and that's that um, um, a scandal Bohemia is actually um, a mystery, and the crime is really a moral crime mm-hmm. rather than a legal crime. Yeah, it's sure. not a murder. It's I mean, it's it's sort of like you know Holmes feels that somebody um, who has killed herself. Has been driven to that by someone who's been an asshole to her, right? And that's the crime. (laughs) It's a little bit of like, like see it, you know, like for a while there, every Law and Order episode Mm -hmm. ended with them charging someone with moral um, depravity. Like we can't get you on murder, but like you didn't care enough. Being a dick, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so that's that's kind of the premise of this film is is you have this, Mm -hmm. and and I remember this from the writing. It's sort of like um, one of those short stories um, by by Doyle. That has, um, it starts with something that isn't a mystery. It's Mm -hmm. like a reference point. Um, Somebody getting away with stealing some money and Holmes hearing about it and never really latching onto the case. And it becomes this sort of like moral, like lighthouse for from now on, I'm going to pay attention to cases Uh. because I let one slip by. Right, right, right. And then the actual story develops here. And this is where it's true to the short story, A Scandal in Bohemia. It's um, that this guy is married, is um, betrothed Mm -hmm. to this this Alice Fulton girl, and then instead takes um, the hand of the Bohemian sort of like royalty, like princess or something, Mm -hmm. thereby leaving Alice Fulton in the lurch. And she sort of flings herself off a mountain. Right. And that's, that's I mean, that's it's really weak. And, you know, you expect so much more from Sherlock right. Holmes stories. Like of a course. real murder and a dagger and a, like a staircase. And, right, right, right. You know, all this sort of stuff. And so it's there. And what's really weird, and I'll stop talking. Sorry, I'm, I'm sort of babbling here. But but I really like this movie. I actually kind of, you know, enjoyed this mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Is what they add, because John Barrymore is, that he has become smitten somehow early with right. Alice Fulton's younger sister. So like... There's no Sherlock in love, <laughs> right? You know, there's no crying in baseball. There's no yeah, Sherlock. Yeah, H- right, the right. Sherlock love in story. love. What a weird story. Yeah, totally. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's like the one I can't remember the the character's name. There is this one character that that does have sort of a recurrence in Sherlock Holmes stories. So it was a female. The one, the the one that got away. She's the only person who ever defeated him too. Also, right. and He had, had admiration. Kind
1: of, that admiration. Yeah. Owner, so of right? course, right. Yeah. So I
0: can't remember. I fucking can't remember the name. But anyway, yeah. But you know, certainly not in this case. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was well because. you you know, you're right. Basically, you got to think about it in this. Like, so, so Doyle wants to write a story that's an exciting, adventurous catalog of some other exotic European location. Yeah. How the fuck do you get Sherlock Holmes over there? Right. And so, of course, he stretched the point to make that happen. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. And and then so because they think this is kind of a one offer, like mm-hmm. let's just wrap Sherlock Holmes up. You know, we'll start with with um, a Scandal of Bohemia, but we'll just make it like a Sherlock Holmes movie in general. It's called Sherlock Holmes. Right. Um. They bring in his nemesis, mm-hmm. Doctor. Moriarty, who yes. couldn't look more like a villain if he tried. A German actor didn't surprise me at all. Not at all, no. Like, well,
0: you know, we, he's not German enough. Get somebody in here to really octung this motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's like, for, I mean, why Moriarty's he, there is, is sort of like not reasonably explained. He's just sort of like making the thing continue. And there's something yes. about, I mean, the younger sister now has these letters mm. From the asshole who um, jilted her sister, who then committed suicide in their love letters. Right. And I guess that's meant to be blackmail for how he loved someone else before he took the hand of royalty, yeah. which is kind of weak blackmail. Yeah. But you know what, what, what they do really well is the younger sister, whoever that actress is, really, between she and John Barrymore, you understand the pain of her sister dying uh-huh. And you understand this is where like silent films and the sort of like can, yeah, exaggerated can really get it across can, yeah. yeah, can really get it across. I like eyeball acting. Yeah, so I mean, but beyond that, it's sort of like it's kind of becomes a mess of, yeah. <laughs> of things happening. And William Powell is in it, by the way, who later played the Thin Man. This is his first yes, role, right? 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 Yeah. But isn't that, okay, I would say that,
0: I wouldn't say this is a great movie. I can see you, I, but it's an enjoyable, movie definitely to watch. enjoyable. And it also it's like it's like what people were looking for in the show. Okay, we're gonna go watch Sherlock Holmes. I love Sherlock yeah. Holmes. More eddie has got to be in there. And yeah. So like this writing a script by committee was no, is nothing new in a Hollywood
1: setting. Yes, that's yes. what we see. You see this this movie really has a bunch of that going on. Mm um but it's kind of a, it's kind of a lovely mess it is a lovely mess and also sort of um footnote the uh, national film archives um have you know kept really good prints so even on the youtube level you can get really good prints of those yes, films yes right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I give it a thumbs up for just the adventure of watching what someone tried to do with Sherlock Holmes yeah, and initially. In, and in
0: a, silent, in a silent picture, too. And they did, yeah. a, they did a pretty a good job picture. for it. <laughs> <laughs> silent picture. One of the flickers. Yeah. Uh, and overall, you like mean, a it's pretty ideas. good. It's, a, it's flawed, but it's definitely enjoyable and
1: worth watching. Yeah, and not too much of your time. No, not no. too much. Now, second one. Well, let's go to 1931's The Speckled Man, That's based speckled, on the speckled that. Speckled Ham. The speckle, band, the speckle band, based on that short story, right? Um, yeah, starring yeah. Raymond Massey, who right. I've, I've never seen. I've heard of, but I've never seen him before. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I don't know about you, but the, the version I got a hold of was not a good print. No, not a very good print. Of I don't know that that made a difference. I think this is a, <laughs> like of the three, the most flawed oh, Sherlock Holmes. Let me ask
0: you something really quickly. Yeah. Do you think they understood that Raymond Mancy couldn't do an English accent? Well, there's, that's, or was he supposed <laughs> to be an American it, being a British detective?
1: Well, that's part of it. Part of it is the <laughs> what accent. In the, fuck? the other part of it is they really sort of, I guess, saw Sherlock Holmes as a sort of like um suave like Don Draper. Type.
0: Yeah, some but of the, which, which is not Sherlock like
1: Holmes, like the Thin Man, basically. Kind of, yeah, yeah, a
0: little bit like that, a little, a little Zapper. Nick and Nora concept going on. He even had like an office filled with beautiful lady secretaries, like what yeah. in the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's,
1: it's. I mean, obviously it's, they're trying to play to their uh, whatever audience you know, they could get there. Most most forms and varieties
0: of uh, of a Sherlock Holmes movie have, have have played a little fast and loose with sort of the timelines of when Sherlock Holmes is oh, actually course, happening. Yeah. But lots, this one spats like, on this one <laughs> this one does severe damage to yeah. it not in a, it's not it's its not not in, an, not in an excusable way nothing was helped by the loose way that it went about portraying Sherlock Holmes
1: here. yeah I mean it's a silly sort of story even even in print this is not one of my favorites mm-hmm. although Conan Doyle thought it was like one put it in his top five of the stories he'd written I think he's just wrong about that well, but, well you know he
0: had the boner for like the locked room mystery and yeah so that's, it, that's, that's it, what this it is it definitely
1: has that and sort of mm-hmm. like you know a father who's trying to drive one of his daughters Crazy essentially. Right, right. I don't even remember why he was doing that. He was just a dick. No, there was something about it. No, he was there was, there was like an inheritance. There's involved. an inheritance, yeah, right? Okay, so right. one of the daughters had already died, and so he, if a he dick. just get rid of the Real dick. Dad being a dick He's, a again. He's dick trying to kill over me. Over there, a band. Dad, oh so, my God. <laughs> He's I'm trying a to a kill Carmen. me a dick. <laughs> so um I mean, there's that. I mean, some <laughs> things I appreciated is that, like, you know, 1931 sound and whatever, you know, special effects they had. Mm. You know, um, I, I appreciate some of the artistic sort of, like, um, adaptations. For instance, the director decided that when Raymond Massey as Sherlock Holmes considers the character of the several characters, mm-hmm. um, he gets like, a pro-con and the character's face will appear, like a ghost-like apparition behind him on a couch, <laughs> right. smiling when he says something positive, and then frowning and turning <laughs> like, the opposite direction. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, look, of course, it's terrible, but it's like in 1931, like, hat's off. You're trying to do something right, right. to get inside the mind of Sherlock Holmes. But, but the thing is, rather than using like, whatever technology you have in 1931 to, get in, to show the sort of you know, that point of view, the inside point mm-hmm. of view of Sherlock Holmes, how about just making the actor... A little truer to who Sherlock Holmes is,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like pull out the violin. He's kind of a, Sherlock Holmes is supposed to be kind of a a, a dickish definitely nerd, definitely an eccentric. And, he does hair. He does he does he does people Yeah, all the he's time. a cocaine addict. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's actually mentioned in a couple of the short stories yeah, that yeah, Watson's absolutely. worried about him. But this guy is like, I mean, he's practically wearing an ascot and and sort of yeah. like tap dancing with Ginger Rogers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just. There's something about,
0: like I said, people have always taken sort of liberties. Did you watch the uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, BBC show? Uh, was it Holmes?
1: I, no, I didn't. It,
0: it it was good. It was really good. And they took yeah. Holmes and they put him in like the modern day and put you know put him in suits and all like that and yeah. paid small bits of homage to the actual image and it was really well done. This just kind of seemed insulting.
1: I don't mind that. I mean, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, I'm not in love with his two Sherlock Holmes movies, but mm-hmm. I understand that he's just doing something a little different and they're playing around with the plot line. And right. like, I don't mind that. It's entertaining, and you know, uh, Christopher. Uh, is it Christopher Lee in the in the Christopher Lee? Christopher Plummer? No, no. Plummer did yes. Yeah, so death. many people have done Sherlock. Plummer we did. could all um, be excused. Uh, Murder by Murder by Decree, decree. in yes. the seventies. Christopher Lee, who was the horror expert, did some in the fifties. So, okay. I mean, lots of people have tried and, and succeeded in different ways, and yeah. I mean, and, and kind of like 007... You know, there's room for variation, certainly, sure. but there's right. some things you have it's to get right. Something that's vaguely insulting in this one that they, they
0: they they didn't even pay good lip service to the things that they paid any lip service. Well, to.
1: part of the problem was that every other actor was better than Raymond Massey, well, there isn't. and <laughs> I, I'd like to see more of him because I suspect that he, he was just sort of trapped in a role that wasn't going to work for him. Right, like they were going to make this sort of Hollywood good looking. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not even trying for a British accent. How the fuck do you not even try? That's so weird.
0: I don't know. Oh oh. oh. God, Sidney Lumet would never do that, right, Joseph? Oh,
1: no, Sidney Lumet? Who's that now?
0: Ah, uh, see, there we go. All right, the authentic <laughs> British accent over here. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Oh,
1: my God. Our apologies <laughs> to our British Are you going to go listeners? sweep a
0: chimney or some fucking thing? Chim-chim-jiru. Mm, mm, a
1: so no. Okay, so I, I mean I think I don't know that we need to spend any more time on The Speckled Band. It's, it just sort of is what it is. It's a locked
0: room mystery. You 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 figure it out very quickly.
1: It's not worth even I think your interest. I mean if you're I would go directly if you're interested in like early adaptations of oh. so the 1922 version. Oh yeah, absolutely, really, and obviously. frankly,
0: the speckled the speckled, uh, the speckled band yeah. was also done by this next couple. We're going to be this next Holmesian group. Yeah. We're going to be talking oh, about Holmesian. here in same Holmesian group, yeah. uh, and I'm pretty sure it was a better version as well.
1: Well, okay, so I'm going to say this: as much as I loved, um, you know, the idea of John Barrymore, who I'd like to see more of as well, mm-hmm. that it was a silent context. I, I have a lot of praise for what they did. I think ultimately. This is the best Sherlock Holmes actor or, yeah. or couple. And we're talking Really, about. the definitive Sherlock Holmes is Sir Basil Rathbone. And Nigel Bruce as Nigel Watson. Nigel Bruce. As John Watson,
0: the, the, the actor who single handedly made a buffoon of Watson for many years.
1: Well, he was buffooning before. I remember Nigel Bruce even before that, or kind of around the time in 1941 Suspicion, the Cary Grant uh-huh, Joan right. Fontaine movie. And he's. Right. He's uh I he's think kind of a boob. A beaky or he specializes
0: something. in a uh, yes, he specializes in a boob, yeah.
1: yeah he's a booby yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so
0: they got him doing that in this, but but really the definitive Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Basil Rathbone, yeah. yeah
1: who had no. been in things like um, you know, I think like The Four Feathers and like Adventures of Robin Hood. Yeah, Adventures of Robin Hood for sure. He was this this uh <laughs> sheriff. Yeah, and he's of Nottingham. Mhm. Bangers and mash. Yeah, oh my god. Sandy so No. So so no, <laughs> it stop. But I mean immediately like he understands what Holmes' is character yeah. Yes. Is, right and, yeah. and he certainly is charming he's um, such a
0: forceful Sherlock Holmes presence that I think everybody who's done Sherlock Holmes after him had to had to try not to be him or go over went right after it and, and yeah. just did him yeah 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 one of the two <clears throat> but he was yeah I mean just a yeah just, it, when, the, the great he looks like Shirley, he looks like you think Sherlock Holmes should look yeah um, and it, even so, even like when in the later m- movies, they moved it in and made it a propaganda piece during World War II. <laughs> no, so, go. What do you mean? So, the, well, the, 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 this
1: film or other Sherlock Holmes?
0: Films? Not this film, but other Sherlock Holmes, Basil Rathbone, Nigel Bruce Sherlock Holmes films were, were set like basically in the thir- like in the forties during the oh, World War II Oh yeah. So he was foiling Nazis and things like that, and he was like, fuck. Go kill them. get some Nazis there, Sherlock. Sure well, like. Let's do
1: it. A little bit of a plug, by the way, for uh, it's something you can find easily online and in, in several different platforms. And that's have you ever listened to the, the Lux Soap Radio Hour? No. It's it was um Cecil B. DeMille was like the announcer mm. for like about fifteen years and they would do radio oh, versions of the films. You know you've heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course they did several Sherlock Holmes, but I remember uh, like hearing some from the forties where Basil yeah. Rathbone is like, and make sure to buy war bonds. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> wants you to, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I do remember this sort of yeah, like yeah. propaganda you know thing you, well so here's the thing
0: rewatching we basically okay the movie we're talking about here by the way specifically is Hounds of the, Bask- Hound of the Baskervilles yep. but I got I, after watching that I went in and there are several of them that are free several Basil- it's public domain yeah, yeah public domain uh, Good Sherlock Holmes in, in beautiful condition. I mean literally beautiful condition of uh, the Basil Rathbone Nigel Bruce uh, films that mm-hmm. are there for free so I went through and I started watching a couple of the others wow yeah just because it was like because there's also a nostalgia factor this is the Sherlock Holmes that I first watched on Creature Features. On Saturday, Sherlock night. Holmes is on Creature Features. Oh, I don't Oh yeah, 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 there were a couple of them on there. Well, they, yeah, absolutely.
1: So the premise, I mean, like the thing, I, I think that it, we're, the pattern here is that like what the story is about is not super important. It, mm-hmm. I think we're more interested in the way that that Hollywood handles Sherlock Holmes or yeah, handles a there story. It really by is what Doyle this became an exercise in. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but let's just go ahead and, and outline like the story of the uh, The Hound of the Baskervilles.
0: Well, okay, so The Hound of the Baskervilles, an uh, old British family. They have they have a they have a house Hi, on the ball in the Baskerville Manor uh, out in, out in the, the bleak, bleak moors of Devonshire or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a uh, one, one ancestor was a dick and he did, did a dickish thing and was attacked by a spectral hound and killed by it. And there's a, the, then there's a, the myth and legend that the, the, the Baskervilles all die violently and somehow the hound is involved in all of them, blah, blah, blah. So one of them dies and uh, his best friend, the doctor who performed the examination, goes to find Sherlock Holmes which mm-hmm. but, but by the way this, this is also the movie that is it, it hoves really close to the book it's yeah, really yes. really close yes absolutely there's not a lot of deviation
1: and and this is by the way Pounds of the Basketballs is not a short story as I recall it's a novella it's, it's like a, 100 pages long yeah it's a novel actually it's like it's
0: 100 I think it's like 200 pages it's, long it is a novel yeah a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit it's, but it's not a challenging one it's definitely worth checking out <laughs> so anyways oh, hmm. from on high Tom, sailed, eh? one yeah. might lower even oneself even your plebeians
1: should be able to handle this I believe, mm. I believe our
0: plebeians should yes mm-hmm. so so anyways, uh, so uh, they got so uh, so he comes, gets wants to hire Sherlock Holmes to look into it because the new Baskerville is coming from Canada to take over Ownership of Baskerville Hall and being a bad, and be a lord a, a squire, if you will. Yep. Uh, so he's worried about that kid, the, the kid's fate. So he goes in and hires Sherlock Holmes, and Sherlock Holmes gets intrigued and interested by it, particularly when he realizes that he's up against a a foeman worthy of a steel Watson.
1: Yeah. I mean, says. the problem I always have with the Hound of the Baskervilles <laughs> is that it has a Scooby Doo quality too,
0: because it. well, it's got a big dog. <laughs> it's well, it's got a big dog. It's
1: got a huge fucking dog. Yeah, but
0: it's also Scooby Doo, <laughs> dumbest way to kill somebody was, I can Was
1: prefaced on like, <laughs> wait a minute, is that a ghost? or someone with like a, a cool projector. Right. You know right, what I mean? Yes, and so like it right. kind of has that that sort of like hoaxy quality to it. The movie, it definitely
0: right? has that. Yeah. And it also has that quality of like, again, somebody, a murderer picking the weirdest, dumbest way to kill somebody, you know, that doesn't actually make any sense. But the thing is. But I think like, but I think like Conan Doyle, when he wrote it, it was like they had just discovered heart attacks. <laughs> we just went <with> the guy <laughs> died running from the hound. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The first guy who died, he died of a heart attack. Like, a heart attack. Oh, how exciting. And yes, but yes. I must put this, I must write something for it, you know, and boom, scientifically, uh, the amazing new heart attack discovery comes in.
1: Well so one of the things I, I, I like about this pairing is that um, so Nigel Bruce is a boob. We've already established yeah. that, but he's a likable boob. Oh, very likable. And, and and he you know, doc the, the character of Watson is not entirely boobish. So but be, mm-hmm. beneath it is like a like you said, a man of action. Yeah. who has some knowledge but it allows um, Basil Rathbone to constantly be a dick to <laughs> Nigel Bruce. And sort of like, so he'll ask him questions, and Nigel Bruce will, will give him like three answers. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock Holmes is like, Brilliant, um, brilliantly stupid. Here are the reasons that you're amazing wrong. amazing how wrong you were on everything, <laughs> Watson.
0: But the weird thing about it is, is, and I think this is where Nigel Bruce is the perfect almost selection for John Watson, yeah. is that he's so likable and such a soft target yeah. that it makes Holmes not seem quite as dickish. He it like makes homes seem nicer somehow. Yes, yes, I don't know exactly how it works, but that's the mechanics as they play out on the screen. I think that's why there's such a successful pairing. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. So, anyways, um, goes to the. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much do we want to break. this No, down? Man, I mean you it know? doesn't matter. It's he, just... he goes. To, uh, the, uh, Watson. Oh, uh, Holmes more, doesn't go to Baskerville Hall. Watson yep. goes instead, and we're just there's a series of of red herrings that come flying at you to try to, you know, to 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 confuse the issue, and at the end, sure. Holmes walks in and just you know just swinging a big dick and. Well, it solves everything rather <laughs> quick. <laughs> I've Never quick.
1: heard it that way, but you're right. He yeah. does sort of Holmes does swing a, a big uh, Holmesian dick. Big yes. Big the original, John, the original John, big dick Holmes. Big John by the way. Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> big John Holmes. Dick.
0: No, he just swings in and fixes everything. He's like a do a x like a do a x mark That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, thing, right? yeah the God by by machine. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so so I mean, again, but he always was that. Yes. Okay. So I mean, look, you know, Sherlock Holmes is like, you know, it, it does have a serial nature to it. So putting the 1922 aside for the interest value of what they did, mm-hmm. you know, there, you know, uh, uh, Christopher Lee um, had the, had the series too. There were James few... Mason did it for a while. James Mason. No, wait a
0: minute. Was Mason? I think Mason was watching in at least one one or two movies.
1: There was one with Michael Caine, as I recall, or someone that was called Seven Percent Solution. Solution. Yeah, and then there was also one where he was the idiot. No, and okay, it was the Michael Caine
0: one Uh where Holmes was actually a moron. John Watson was actually the guy solving everything, Uh and I think that was James Mason playing John Watson there.
1: And they're all interesting in that, like you can just see that every every few years someone wants to play with this idea. But I think if you Mm want to, like, if if you ever were interested in having like a, a weekend of just like enjoying Sherlock Holmes movies one uh, after the other, you know, yeah, binge yeah. watching, I would say that the, check out the Basil Rathbone, Nigel Bruce. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just, just go in there and just, just, just mainline that shit. There are so many of those movies. And yeah.
1: like I said, they, they, they stopped worrying
0: about the continuity of the time of plays. It went from Victorian England yep. to 1940s England in like, in like
1: the span of a movie or something like that. Yeah. Who
0: fucking cared? It was well no, done. It was shit. beautifully done. Yeah.
1: There we go. And it'll inspire you to read some of the short stories, too, which is something we don't talk about here because that's not our job. We talk about movies mostly, but it'll kind of turn you towards some of the short stories, I think. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah. go read some Sherlock Holmes Yeah, fuckers. Ah, fuckers! Yeah, bangers and mash, fuckers! <laughs> God, Jesus, man! Governor, <laughs> you found out about the one food. Okay, um, so Tommy, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, go
0: check it out. Um, Tomsmithcomedy I try to list my my shows up there when they're upcoming. Um, yep. Also, uh, Smitty Ha, uh, no, at Smitty Ha on Twitter. Yep. Um, and then uh, you know, join us
1: on, uh, you know, join us on the air here. If you'd like us to solve the mystery of your thoughts or questions, you can email us at finleysonfilm at gmail.com.
0: And
1: we'd be happy also if you would rate and review us on iTunes. Please, that would be great. All right, Tommy. All right, Joseph. A pleasure being with you, sir. As always, it should be, because I'm pleasurable.